It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Black person to hold that role in L.A. She noted that her first act as mayor on Monday will be to declare a state of emergency on homelessness. The 69-year-old Bass is succeeding term-limited Eric Garcetti. Gas prices are on the decline, down two cents from yesterday. AAA puts today's nationwide average at $3.27 a gallon. Hawaii is currently the only state where drivers are seeing prices above $5 on average. Things are cheapest in Texas, where the average there is about two seventy-one a gallon. A church bus wreck in Houston has left more than a dozen people hurt, including multiple children. Authorities say the bus from Mount Zion Baptist Church ran off the road and flipped into an apartment complex. There were multiple people inside the bus. Uh, based on what was reported to our investigators, there were three adults and 13 children, so a total of 16 uh, persons on board. Most of the victims suffered serious injuries and were taken to the hospital for treatment. One is said to be in critical condition. NASA's Orion spacecraft is back on Earth following its weeks-long flight around the moon. Flashdown. From Tranquility Base to Taurus Littrow to the tranquil waters of the Pacific, the latest chapter of NASA's journey to the moon comes to a close. Orion, back on Earth. The Orion capsule splashed down off the coast of Baja, California, Mexico, Sunday after completing its 25-and-a-half-day historic mission. Its journey covered 1.4 million miles after launching from Kennedy Space Center on November 16th. NASA aims to use the Artemis One mission to eventually get astronauts back on the moon. I'm Chris Caraggio, NBC News Radio. 
It's that time of year again. No, not the holidays. Medicare open enrollment. And if you have questions about Medicare, you should talk to the local experts. Paul Barrich and Associates. Paul and his agents are certified with plans that are accepted by most of the medical groups in our area. Call 909-793-0385. Their services are free. And after 41 years in the business, their agents are trained to help you pick the plan that's right for you. Happy holidays from the crew at KCAA. Do you have a special, personal Christmas message you like to convey? Imagine the delight of your loved ones when they hear all about it on KCAA. Do you want to get your message out about your Christmas side gig, business, or service? How about your holiday event? Put us to work and support your favorite local radio station, KCAA. For a modest amount, KCAA can get your message out to nearly 1 million listeners from Yucaipa, Reno Valley, Hemet, Cherry Valley, San Bernardino, and beyond. For more info, you can jingle our bells at 909-793-1065. That's 909-793-1065. Or you can log on to kcaaradio.com. Make your holidays delightful, memorable, and special this holiday on Express 106.5 FM and 1050 AM, the stations that leave no listener behind. The caring staff at Mac Flavor Ingredients reminds everyone to please take the opportunity to give blood. By doing so, you may save the life of a friend, child, elderly person, surgery patient, or an accident victim. So give blood. It's safe, simple, and saves lives. This important reminder is a courtesy of Mac Flavor Ingredients in Riverside, where they care about the safety and welfare of our community. Be a silent hero, and if you can, give the gift of life. Give blood. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. This segment is sponsored by PressPrint, Southern California's best full-service union printer and mailhouse. They offer the lowest prices around with unmatched service and reliability and free delivery throughout SoCal. PressPrint can print anything from letterhead, business cards, and campaign literature to mailers of any size, lawn signs, banners, door hangers, or just about anything you might want. PressPrint promises to save money for you, your business, or your campaign. If you'd like to learn more, contact Mike Krumbrin at PressPrint, 714 399 Get the union bug. Open for takeout and delivery, El Tapioc Mexican Food Restaurant in the Tri-City Center of Redlands is back. Their entire family is on hand to serve up their delicious burritos, machaca, chorizo, huevos rancheros, steak and eggs, just part of their mouth-watering great food. Since 1531, people have marveled at the miracle of El Tapioc. And now you can marvel at the great food the Lugo family has been serving up for over two decades. Nestled quietly in the corner of the Tri-City Center shopping mall next to Burlington Coat Factory. Support them. They can't wait to serve you some of their delectable, authentic, south-of-the-border Mexican fare at great prices, served up with love. Support the area's best-loved Mexican food restaurant in these tough times. Order up a tasty meal on the phone for delivery or takeout, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call 909-307-0017. That's 909-307-0017. Or Google El Tapiac Redlands and... 
Treat yourself. The Legacy. Southern California's KCAA, the number one talk radio station in the Inland Empire. Thank you for tuning in for this edition of Justice Watch with Attorney Zulu Ali. I am Attorney Zulu Ali with the Justice Watch crew, Rosa Nunez, Michael Bilal Clark, Dr. Kiel Bashir, and Andrea Rodeman. This week, like every week, we'll be discussing critical legal and social justice issues that are impacting uh, our community. I think the first topic that we're going to uh, address uh, today uh, is the issue of the uh, Brittany Griner uh, release uh, from Russia. Now, uh, and she actually is a WNBA, for those who do not know, and I'm sure that most people already know that she was a WNBA player that had been actually uh, playing basketball over in Russia during the offseason, which is something that is often done by WNBA players, primarily because of the uh, the issue with salaries, of course, in WNBA players, which has been a long uh, uh, discussed issue about the fact that they aren't, you know, paid very well, often go during the off season and uh, play internationally. And that's uh, um, she had been playing. She was a Mercury center. She played for the Mercury's. And while she um, was going over to Moscow, where she played during the offseason uh, on February the 17th of this year, uh, the, it is alleged that they discovered vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage. And on um, August the 4th, she was sentenced uh, to nine years in a Russian prison. And recently, I guess what, December the 8th, she was released uh, in a uh, prisoner swap uh, to return to the United States. Uh, during the time period uh, that she had been in custody over there, eventually she was sent to what they call a, a Russian penal colony uh, where she was uh, until the time of her, her actual release. So... Uh, as we address this one particular issue, as we we look at the 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 Brittany Griner case, there's a few things that I think that are that we can address right off the bat. I think number one is the issue of um the her her conviction to begin with, the fact that she was over there and she received such a severe sentence for what at least what we consider here in the United States a very minor or mild uh, infraction or should I, I shouldn't use the word infraction but offense okay. then the second thing I think that we have to address in the in this particular issue that's you know sparking a lot of controversy is the fact that she was um, released However, there's other individuals that have been um, taken into custody or actually in Russian custody. And she was they bartered and this administration bartered an agreement regarding her as opposed to maybe some other individuals uh, that were being held in custody. I think that's that's the second issue, uh, second uh, uh, issue that 
people have brought up with regards to the Brittany Griner situation. So I also I think that we have Detective Reese uh, uh, joining us today. Are you there, Detective Reese? Yeah, we're here, Ken. It's good to have you along. All right, man. Great having you as well. So, yeah. So, happy holidays to everyone. Oh, the same to you. Same to you. And happy holidays to all the listeners as well. So, Brittany Griner. Uh, I, and I'm going to ask you, Detective Reese, I guess the first thing that I want to to address as we kind of unpack this whole whole issue is um, her conviction to begin with. I mean, there are those who argue that it was politically motivated, that she was kind of used as a pawn because this was at the beginning, you know, obviously of the uh, of the invasion, you know, um, and that she was pretty much just a political pawn, right? Uh, and the fact that the nine-year sentence, which I, I'm assuming is probably what typically uh, are, are, I think that the the exposure for the for an offense like this, I think it was ten years. I may be mistaken, but that's uh, my understanding. And she ended up getting nine years after, I guess, pleading guilty to the offense. And there's this argument. And you're hearing different stories, and I think that um, the fact that we really aren't necessarily privy to everything that happened during this particular incident and don't know all the details, there are uh, reports and allegations that she actually was in possession of the hashish and that it was basically hidden in a specific compartment when she was going over there. And to the extent that it really matters, I'm not so sure. But there's also, I'm sure that there might have, she did plead guilty. And there's also um, reports that she didn't even really know that it was there. It was like done by accident. So I kind of want to, you know, maybe go into discussion. I'm going to go with you and then then I'll hear from Rosa maybe to kind of like, um, does that really matter? I mean, what what about the sentence? I mean, the whole idea is it is it unfair? Uh, the fact that she actually you know got the time that she got that she got in trouble to begin with. Do you think that she was being just targeted? I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I, I think Brittany may have gotten caught up in a very unique situation that's transpiring uh, across the world today, and especially affecting a lot of Americans. You know, according to the James Foley Foundation, and James Foley, he was a uh, a news reporter that was kidnapped and killed in Syria in 2012. But he has a foundation, his family has a foundation, where they monitor people that are being detained. And um, it's amazing that from 2001 to 2005, they say there were just about four countries involved in wrongfully detaining U.S. uh, nationals. And they say that this year alone that number stands at 19 countries that are involved in detaining people. And, of course, it's for various reasons. Some's for financial gain. Some is trying to get them to change their foreign policies. You know, some are just trying to make it word that they have some leverage on some other issues, be it related to petroleum or whatever it may be. But I think when we look at just that number itself, that it's really amazing that she just may have kind of falling into harm's way in a situation of not realizing the changing trends uh, throughout the world as it, as it relates to that. Right. And I think that looking at it and looking at the fact that the other dynamic is that she's a gay woman, 
that I think that really allowed Russia to be able to just utilize this overall situation for their benefit. And I, I, I think that uh, it's just unfortunate. And I think that the, the amount of time they were attempting to give her was just an attempt to get leverage in order to be able to achieve this. this oh, I, th- this was a monster that we released. And it goes without saying, Boot was a monster. And according to some 60-minute reports and some other things, his involvement in the arms dealing and the atrocities in Africa and some of the other things that he was involved in, it's just amazing. I mean, he even had the the title of Merchant of Death. And as we just look back on some of the history related to his final arrest by the DEA in Thailand, I mean, it's almost like the scale is just not balanced considering who she was and what she did and then what we ended up giving up for her release is is something for further discussion, I think. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Right. That that is. Yeah, that that's interesting. I mean, I think that there may be this whole thing um where there's a uh a ploy and maybe a move internationally to use these prisoners as a a, a bartering and a and a brokering uh situation. I mean, you know, we know, I mean, Russian intelligence is probably one and I think that we forget about Russia's intelligence and the fact that, you know, they're that, you know, that's that's their gang. Russian intelligence is, is has always been top notch. Right. And yeah. it would be far fetched for me to believe that someone that high profile coming from the United States would have been somebody that they would not have had their their eye on. And the fact that let's just assume she was hiding it. And I'm not saying that she was. I'm quite sure that they knew what she had been doing if she had been going there in the past. It's kind of like coincidental after her going back and forth so many times and probably going back and forth, you know, with this so-called contraband. You know, they probably knew knew it and they knew this was the time to really get her on it. I mean, that's that's one way of looking at it, at -hmm. least at least from my thoughts, because I know how. You know, I mean, if you're an American citizen, you know, going to Russia and, you know, Russia, like I said, they they're at the top of the food chain when it comes to their intelligence. I would be shocked that they had not known that she had been traveling back and forth and maybe would have been in possession of something like that to begin with, especially when you hear reports that it might have been in a secret compartment. I don't know if that's true, but at any rate, I think that that would have been. Um, you know, one way of looking at it, and you're probably right. They knew it was time to to get somebody like that. I don't. I mean, what do you think about that, Rosa? I mean, when it comes to this whole issue, I feel like 
she received nine years for first offense possessing 0.702 grams, what equals the weight of a paper clip of cannabis oil. Um, and I think that, you know, she was held hostage for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's perfectly correlated, it's perfectly correlated to the agenda that Russia was trying to push, right? They're invading Ukraine because they don't want Ukraine to be a part or acquainted with the West, right? Because they produce people like what they would consider Brittany Griner, right? She was used as a political pawn for being queer, for being black, for being masculine, and for being what they call woke. So that definitely did play into this perfect agenda of continuing to capitalize on why we are one intervening in Ukraine. It's because we have the West that produces these types of people that we don't want to have in Russia. And I think that they really did capitalize on all of it by keeping her and holding her hostage, giving her the maximum sentence for, you know, something that they wouldn't have otherwise done with something else. But I also think that this whole aspect of, of, of this issue really exposes the racism that is still present within the sports industry in the United States. You know, if this were a male, maybe Stephen Curry or another uh, NBA player, you know, they would have might, might, might have well might have acted sooner. But because she's black, because she's masculine, because she's queer, and you have all this intersectional racism that is happening within the, the, the sports industry that was played upon Britney, and that's why we have her coming back home. You know, not right away, but way, uh, you know, after she was convicted in in, in Russia. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I I think that there's a couple of ways of looking at it. On one hand, you know, especially when you bring up, you know, the fact that, you know, her race and the fact that she was an, you know, LGBTQ community, is that a, does that make her a more valuable bargaining tool or a less valuable bargaining tool? I don't know. What what do you think, Detective Reese? Well, I I personally feel that you hit the nail on the head in regards to the Russian intelligence and the information that they had. I think her, her wife had indicated that, you know, she felt that it was kind of a, a shame, for lack of a better word, the fact that she had to, in the offseason, play overseas uh, due to the disparity in the amount of salaries that the NBA players make, uh, the men, and then the WNBA players make the women. And so a lot of them have to subsidize their their income by going overseas. And I'm pretty sure this is not the first time that she was there. It's probably not the first time, like you said, their intelligence was aware that was taking place. But I think that they probably played on the fact that they could do this, do what was considered by the the presidential envoy uh, when they – of hostage affairs, when they have somebody that they feel is illegally being detained, um, that that would be something that they would start to to get the wheels in motion to try to get released. But I personally think that given up this merchant of death in Mr. Boot for Brittany was something that I guess the State Department should have looked at a little closer, even though they said that Russia had just said, we're not giving up what you would like to have in Paul. 
I, I just think that, that sometimes we have to just stop for a moment and say, well, we're going to look at all the atrocities that this person was involved in and all the things that he had done and being involved in the running of the weapons and being involved in all the things that he instigated in selling of these weapons in Africa and other places and just being part of these civil wars that took place and made it where men that initially were armed with machetes well now had the you know AKs and 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 other things to shoot down helicopters and all these other things that he was involved in it, it's just I don't know the scale to me is just not balanced yeah but I'm glad she's home but I think that it should be an awakening for everyone that's traveling abroad and especially Americans and that are traveling to a number of places that are high on the list of those that are, you know, using um, their power to abduct our citizens or people that may live in America. And since these numbers are definitely growing, that we just have to be conscious of the fact that we do not need to make ourselves pawns in this game that Russia is playing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think clearly she was. Um, I mean, I think, you know, uh, what about the argument? And we're going to come back to that. But what about the argument that um, she was actually, you know, there, there's this argument that there's other veterans and other military personnel that are actually over there and other, you know, that have not been released before her. Um, and have been over there longer. I mean, do you think that that is, I, I don't know whether I should use the word, word fair, but what do you think about that argument that, that they should have, the, the administration should have basically given uh, at least as much attention to trying to get other individuals released as opposed to just focusing, or at least it appeared that they're focusing more on her. Well, you know, I, I think that the amazing thing, you know, some of the things that I read is that I think they only have, is it three or four that are considered wrongfully detained at this time? And, you know, I, I always wonder what the criteria is exactly for that. Uh, but when we look at, 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 at Russia, we have Paul that's there, and that's the Marine that's there. And we have a guy named Mark Fogel who's a history teacher from Pittsburgh. He's been detained there since 2021. And his charge was in relationship to having medical marijuana. And he was sentenced to 14 years at a labor camp. And uh, he was never really designated as being wrongfully detained, but it's something that they're, they're, they're wanting to, to deal with. And then I think there was a lady by the name of Sarah um, Karabinek, if I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh-huh. And, uh, she moved there to teach at a private school in Russia uh, and in 2021 got into a domestic situation with her husband and uh, she apparently nicked him with a knife in that domestic situation and she was arrested and then she was later released but when she was trying to leave the country, Russia, they uh, detained her again and so now she's at a holding facility uh, waiting to somehow or another be able to be you know, released. Mm-hmm. And so you know, they claim that those are the ones that, that we have there now that are Americans that are in that wrongfully detained status. I, I would just be curious to see how many they have that may be related to a detained status, but it's 
related to some criminal offense or some violation of some type of Russian law. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's just the thing that it looks like around the globe, a lot of these countries that have been identified as adversarial to America, um, and I think some of them uh, that were initiated in one of the reports uh, by the Foley report, I think it was uh, Venezuela, they have detained a number of people. Iran have detained a number of people. Uh, of course, Russia has detained a number of people. Um, Rwanda, and then also Syria. And so in those countries, they all are seem like they're looking for pawns to be able to play uh, with the American government for one thing or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like I said, I think it's a bigger trend, and I think that uh, when it comes to uh, this whole idea of utilizing, you know, I mean, it's not the first time that, that you know, uh, prisoners have been. And, and it's kind of interesting because, I mean, we are talking about individuals who allegedly violated laws of the of a, of a particular country as a vote, as a as opposed to someone who is actually being held hostage. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, but, you know, now that. You know, for for all practical purposes, I think when you're talking about some of these regimes, I think that there's really no difference uh, when you're and now that we live in such a society where, you know, people are, you know, forced or not forced, but but tend to travel more often. And like you said, with these WNBA players who are traveling abroad based upon the fact that they have to go to uh, to other countries in order to subsidize their income. You're seeing more of that. And I think we're going to see more of what we saw with the Brittany Griner situation. I think we're going I'm to see more so. of it because I think I'm that, afraid so. yeah, I mean, and now what you've done is, you you know, you've kind of told them, you know, for the lack of a better term. Now, this is how we get down. They're going to say, well, now we got an American uh, not necessarily hostage. We got someone who. And so now it's easier to bargain with a someone who has been, you know, arrested for, um, uh, you know, a, an offense because now it doesn't garner some sort of, you know, international uh, attention that you're violating, you know, some sort of human rights. You know, you've got, you know, you have every every right to arrest someone in your country who have violated the laws. No, and now, you know, but they're going to probably, you know, look at U.S. citizens as they come into the country. And, you know, when you're going over there, I mean, you're obviously on their radar. And if they can figure out some way to utilize you as a as a pawn, then, you know, that can uh, you know, that's going to that's going to start happening, uh, you know, more more often. Um, but. I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, it's and one of the things that's interesting that comes to and, and I have to go there because I'm sure people are going to want me to address this issue. OK, so now. The right. And I'm saying that word loosely because I'm sure there's there's individuals on both sides of the, of the owl who are criticizing because, you know, you do have the Marine Paul Whalen who's over there who hasn't been. Mm-hmm you know, released. And then there's this whole issue about, you know, Brittany Griner and the fact that in 2020, you know, uh, she vowed not to take the court during the national anthem for the entire season. 
And now you got someone and then you got this argument that the individual saying that you're not going to, you know, I mean, I don't know if I want to go there, but let's talk about that. You said where I'm going with that one? Yeah, and, and, and I think it's one of those, I don't know, it, de- it depends on how true we want to be in regards to our democracy and the freedom that we have. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we'll, we'll have this review of saying, this is what you need to do, and this is what you should do, and this is how you should act. And then on the other, say, well, this is a democracy, and you have a choice to do those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should never get those things mixed up. Right. In regards to even thinking about, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and the whole issue with him taking a knee. And and my thing was, I'm like, well, this is America. And if taking a knee would allow you to address an issue of police brutality and the dysfunctional amount of issues that are happening in law enforcement against people of color and other ethnic backgrounds, then what is with that? There's no disrespect to the flag. Mm-hmm. It's disrespect in our mind to the flag. Right. But to me, it's more respect because you're having a person that's saying the thing that people fought and died for, mm-hmm. I want us to utilize to look at a situation that's occurring in America that would allow us to maintain our democracy mm-hmm. and th- maintain our freedom for everyone. Right. And so, you know, even with her position, that's the beauty of America. Right. We have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's true. What do you think about that, Rosa? I think that's the beauty of you're a, little, you're a little muffled. You're a little muffled. A perfect political pawn mm-hmm. for Russia. Mm-hmm. Because she is someone that the right not necessarily supports and is not willing to fight for. But she is someone that the left wants to come back. So in seeing people like that, you know, other countries can play on the weaknesses within our system. What divides us, Right. We're not going to go out there and rally people for their support in the right if there's somebody that we say violated the rights of another country. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Republicans that actually came out criticizing Britney for not following the laws. Mm -hmm. And why? Because she's not a white woman, right? Because Mm -hmm. she's not a white man. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that this whole aspect of, like, even debating, you know, what does it mean to, um, you know, uh, for Colin Kaepernick, what he did, um, you know, it gets us talking. It gets us more divided. And that's what, you know, these dictators and people in these countries want to see, right? They want to divide America further so that they're weak enough so that they can then come in and do whatever it is that they want to do with their own agenda. Right. 
I don't know. You know what's interesting about this situation because I think that I mean you can you know we have to be able to to uh, chew you know chew gum and walk at the same time, and you know, and I think that there the the explanation that I think you know I think it's clear that obviously that her being held not as a hostage but someone who was a prisoner and that we we actually went through a process of, of bartering a, you know, bartering her for someone who is being, you know, held, uh, you know, on some serious, some serious counts and some serious charges and convicted and that we decided to release her in order to exchange her for Brittany Griner, who was given this lengthy sentence that was clearly ridiculous for what she was being charged with. Right. So, True. I mean, so I'm looking at that, but I'm also looking at it from the perspective that as a devil's advocate, and I'm just paying devil's advocate, so I don't want nobody emailing me and calling me and trying to hold me on this, but I'm I'm looking at it, and and I and there are questions when it comes to that. Um, when you when you have someone that tells you, well, you know what. And, and and clearly it's a political ploy. I mean, you know, we have people no matter there's people out there, no matter what Biden does, it's not going to be right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's an opportunity to kind of use it in order to, uh, you know, make Biden look bad and use it as a political, you know, make it a political issue. I guess it, it is a political issue, but making it, you know, less of an issue about someone who is being held and being released, um, you know, and and looking at that, they're they're using this saying, well, he could have used his his power more towards a U.S. Marine who is being held over there. And why wouldn't you do that with the same intensity? Why aren't we really talking about that issue, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know. <clears throat> let's just assume that this was a timeline. Let's just assume that a Republican was in office and he did the same thing. What do you think the argument would be? Do you think they would, they would be critical if it would have been Trump? Well, I, I think given what we've seen in the past, there would be some that wouldn't be critical. You know, they'd hold fast to the banner. But, you know, I, I think that there is always going to be some room for discussion in regards to did we have anybody else in captivity here that would have been less of a demon than Boot? Because this guy was responsible for probably thousands of deaths being the arms dealer that he was, uh, taking part in supporting uh, logistically the rebels in Angola, Sierra Leone, um, you know, weapons that were later used against British soldiers, uh, taking part in arming the cartel um, and giving them weaponry. I mean, had his own little mini-like air force where he was able to, you know, fly operations in a program that was called AirSess, a small fleet of Russian planes to deliver goods to Africa and Afghanistan. I mean, even a mistake was made by the U.S. government at one point, not realizing through another party that they had allowed uh, him to do some shipments for us. Mm -hmm. 
and was paid for it. And so, you know, this guy, I mean, he was just, I like the word you always use, he was diabolical. And when you compare the two, man. And so that's the only thing I would ask the question, that if Putin made that statement that, no, you know, we're we're only going to give you this one person and not the Marine, then I would have to say, well, there needs to be somebody else in our group that you want because we need somebody that is on the equal footing mm-hmm. in regards to the charges or the offenses or who this person is as far as a detriment to society. Yeah. And I'm just saying that from just a personal standpoint of looking at the ledger on paper in front of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, here I have a person that was just a basketball player, 2009, named the national uh, the nation's number one high school basketball player, according to Rivals.com. Um, clearly just an athlete, a citizen, a wife. You know, it, 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 the two, to me, is, 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 is no comparison. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if there was nothing else that could have been done. Right. But I'd like to have seen, given who this butcher was and this arms dealer was, and the atrocities that he had been involved in over a number of years, I would have loved to just seen something maybe different take place right. personally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because the, like Paul Whalen, I mean, he got 16 years uh, in prison. Uh, I think it was in 2000 and maybe 2018. Or two, well, strike that. He yeah, was arrested. Yeah, 2000, June, yeah, mm-hmm. 2020 was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, um, you know, I mean, it, it's crazy. And I don't know to the extent that what we could have done. We really need to, you know, um, we have to, um, that's something we should we should definitely keep. Because when he, who was in office in 2018? Huh? Yeah, we have to know, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So he was in wasn't who was in office in two thousand eighteen, Rosen? Trump. Right. Am I wrong about that? No. Mm-hmm. And so how and so who was the Trump's boy in two thousand and eighteen? So you, you would think that would have been something that could have gotten worked out. Right. I mean his boy so yeah. so we got a US Marine that's being held in prison. That's your boy, right? That's your friend. And now you're having closed door sessions with right, mm-hmm. and and he's and he's still in custody, and and now it's it makes it it makes some sort of, you know that what where that's that's some serious hypocrisy, you know at least from my perspective that you are now all of a sudden concerned about a marine that's been in custody, or and it was taken into custody about the same time that your boy came into office. And and he couldn't negotiate something with his boy. So instead of him doing all this other stuff that he was doing with his boy, he should have been taking care of of um, of this this Marine. Now, I'm quite sure that, you know, when he come, I, it would not surprise me if he would be very critical of Biden on how he handled this situation. Right. But at the same time, who's playing politics? 
Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, that's a that's a very valid point. Right. I mean, it's not like the, it's not like we just found out that they were holding Marines, and when Brittany Griner got in, was taken into custody, we've known they've been holding Marine. You know, and and during this particular time, based upon his relations, so how could you have the question would be, how could you have such a very cozy relationship with someone who was holding a Marine? You know what I mean? I mean that yeah. I think that's a that's a serious question. You yeah. know, as they're, you know, um, you know, criticizing the way that the administration was um, you know, was dealing with the way that this happened, at least it was dealt with. And I think, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, that's uh that's something that we don't uh, you know, that we that we leave out of the conversation. You know what I mean? What you think? That's a good point, Lou. I, I think that that's something that uh, will probably be considered as we go forward and depending on how this is eventually worked out, uh, which I think that it probably will be in a lot of situations. It looks like reviewing some past cases, they do eventually find some common ground and are able to get, you know, some people released. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I I tell you this 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 thing here overall. I hope that we as American citizens do not forget Paul, and we'll just add that he is a person that enjoys cards, and he enjoys uh, receiving letters of support. And so, if you all are you know have the wherewithal or, or think about it, I guess we could probably send whatever to the State Department and to the Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs, and I know they could probably facilitate those letters or cards to him um, because uh, I'd read an article where he said he really appreciates those and it helps him be able to keep his mind and, and spirits up. And he is a person that has served this country mm-hmm. and definitely deserves that. And I appreciate you saying that, and I think that's something that I hope that the listeners do is is try to, you know, do, you know, try to comfort him, you know, and I think that would be very yeah, much right. appreciated by him, and I think it surely would be appreciated by by his family as well. I mean, I'm sure that I mean that's a long, you know, that that's unbelievable. But also, one of the things that I also as I'm as I'm looking here, Trevor Reed, is anybody familiar with him? He was a former Marine uh, from Texas. And I'm reading a an article that it was by the Texas Tribune. That's and it was written April the 27th, 2022. It says Reed traveled to Russia in the summer of 2019 with his Russian girlfriend to learn the language. That August, Russian police arrested him for intoxication and took him to jail to sober up. And they said that um, Trevor Reed and they said that. Um, uh, since for the two, he's been detained for two years, was freed in a prison swap. President President Biden announced uh, Wednesday morning. This would have been back in uh, early 2022. Yeah, I think it was around April. I think when they were able to get him uh, released. Right, and you know we don't hear anything about that either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, and I think he was he was directly involved also in the release of a guy I think if I remember is like Matt Rich or oh I looked at I think it's like F R E R I C H S but he was he was being detained in Afghanistan 
mm-hmm. uh, after being there two years, and I think he was able to secure his release. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's some there's some good work being done, um, but I, I think that um, I hope and pray. Let me just say that that we have not seen the tip of the iceberg in regards to what some of these countries are going to try to do with either citizens of the United States or people living in the United States. Right. And I think that's the bigger question, and I think that's the question that we have to kind of focus on instead of making it a political issue within our country, trying to have a dialogue about, you know, um, you know, the real implications of what actually happened in this particular situation. Yeah. Um, and, and how clearly this was, you know, um, it was political, not from from the perspective of, of, you know, the you know, what was happening with, you know, your boy's old buddy. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, that's that's it's crazy, man. It, it's crazy the way that they handle this situation. So um, what do you think about on another note? Uh, what do you think about the uh, runoff in uh, in Georgia between Herschel and uh, and and, uh, and and his his opponent? Well, I, I like how he said the people who have spoken, right? And, and I think and I think that's the, the the beauty of America. And I think you know we just have to realize that we are in the greatest nation in the world. But what makes it great is our ability to respect each other, honor the Constitution, and allow us to just have a little love and appreciation for one another, to take care of one another. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes us great, because it's in our diversity is where our strength has been. I mean, even when we look at all the things that have challenged democracy in the United States, the thing that allowed us to overcome is the ability to have diversity and use what everybody can bring to the table to address any challenges we have as a nation. And, you know, it's always been said that, you know, this nation will only be destroyed from inside out. Mm -hmm. I don't think the United States will ever be destroyed from outside in. No. But the only way that we can do that, and, you know, they say most uh, democracies only last for 200 years, and I think we were, what, at 240, but we have to realize this is a very delicate time in our society right. and in this, this, this experiment that we call democracy. Right. And there's not a lot of gray area that we can really play with this, mm-hmm. that we have to stand up and be true to what we do. And if you're around people that don't feel that way and willing to honor it, you have to call them out and make them accountable. Right. And I think that what we saw in Georgia was a group of people that said, hold on a minute. It's mm-hmm. time for accountability. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it, it, you know, the way that they came out and man, I, I was surprised that, that that race was even close. I, I mean, it just, you know, it, it's unbelievable, man, you know, and it and it speaks to, you know, um, I mean, we, we're really on that cuff of, of, of really either going one way or the other. And it speaks volumes to what people are willing to accept um for what is i mean do i want to say to my, i mean what would be i mean come on I mean, is there anybody that would and i'm just going to tell you as a kid growing up watching you know georgia play 
in the SEC and Herschel Walker and, you know, him going to the USFL, uh, him playing in the NFL. I had no idea. I'd never heard the man speak until this time, until this period. And man, that was just something to see because this, this I'd never heard a politician or anybody that is trying to seek a political office that anybody would even consider. He was so unqualified to have been a, and I, and I know that, you know, there is no necessary, necessarily a criteria, but I mean, the fact that you saw, and, and you're right. I mean, the people, you know, democracy in, in the final analysis worked in this particular situation by Warnoff actually being the best qualified and probably is going to do the best for this country, both Republicans and Democrat, to be quite and honest Democrat. with you. That's what I like, yes. But the fact that we are at this point where we're fighting over, you know, uh, somebody like that, man, I mean, it's just because, I mean, hearing this guy speak, man, I never knew that. I mean, I wish he'd never said anything because it really messed up my <laughs> image of uh, of Herschel Walker, man. Because uh, I, like I said, I always remembered him as being that, you know, that great running back. And when he entered this race and he got to talking, man, I mean, it was just a sight over. to see. Yeah, I mean that that was like on. I mean, you couldn't write that. I mean, if you just imagine if you did a movie. And this is the what you saw in a movie. Let's just say you, you you somebody wrote this script. You know, I think it would be hard to believe. We'd probably be mad. We'd be boycotting it, <laughs> saying that why well, would they try to make a black man look like that? Well, but, I had the uh, <laughs> a little running joke going the other day. They were asking me uh, what I thought about it, and I said, "Well, I've already received a invitation to attend his party," and I said, "And I was considering going dressed as a." vampire mm. so i you know i just uh mm. i just couldn't believe what he was talking about between vampires and werewolves that, right. that, that whole thing just blew my mind i mm. thought oh my goodness seriously <laughs> and his you little know, did you hear his coon uh uh statement he said that uh basically he says coon's a smart animal Right. <laughs> That's why I don't know what he's talking about, man. And some of the times I heard him talking, I didn't even know what he said, man. That well, was don't, don't know exactly how to take it, but I, I do take the fact that there are a lot of good people of all races in this country. And I love the fact that when they really stop and think about it, that the people speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though it's been a process and we still have a long way to go, I yeah. think we'll get there. I hope because we do. I, I really feel we'll get there because there are just so many good people in this country right. that are willing to eventually step up and say, wait a minute, this is not right. Right. And um, sometimes we only see that segment that's trying to overthrow the Capitol or, you know, trying to not honor, you know, an election or, you know, and, and the beauty of it is, is that, I you know, told a friend of mine, I don't have a problem with them actually challenging it. Mm-hmm. But once the judicial system got involved and did the review and gave you the results, then you have to stop for a minute and go, that's why our system is set up the way it is. Right. You know, so yeah. we can't have dictators. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of one of those things where, I mean, we're at, I mean, you can, you know, the way that it's set up and, and as we're, 
going back and forth as far as the way we w- at least your our own personal vision you know for you know for this country um I, and and I and I know that we basically have not lived up to who we say that we're supposed to be because I think that we've had a history of certain individuals being disenfranchised and you know um and that but but I think that there's a couple of ways of of looking at it uh from my perspective and this is the perspective that I have about America as a country now clearly the history of this country has been very spotty and you know there's been some things that we've done as far as people of color specifically african americans native americans and other people who have been victims of the injustice of of this country i mean there's without question um but for me the way i look at america is that who who the best of america has come from the oppressed people right and that being all of those things that when people are traveling to this country to want part of the american dream is a byproduct of what we went through had it it was you know and and that, and sometimes what annoys me is that we do not recognize the biggest criticism I have of this country is that we don't recognize sometimes the people that we should recognize because oftentimes when you think of people like Dr. King or even when you think of Malcolm X or other people uh, who have fought for justice in this country we almost uh, put them in a category as if they are, are, are heroes to black America the reality the of it is they're the they're heroes. the heroes of America. Yeah. They're heroes of democracy. Of yeah. democracy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and 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 that bothers me. They should be on the front page of that history book. Mm-hmm. Because people come to this country primarily of the Civil Rights Acts, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The people who benefited the most from, you know, those those water hoses, those hangings the economy of this country who did that you know what i'm saying and and oftentimes on one hand as we look at it you know there has to be at least for me the perspective that there has to be some degree of of pride from my perspective because we don't get the things that we deserve and i say we i'm talking about those individuals who fought and struggled for um you know justice and when they were fighting for justice they were not only fighting for justice for themselves they were fighting for justice for uh, you know holding america accountable accountable to what we were supposed to be right right. and so for my thing is is that as we look at it and it's like building a house right and if i built this house then you know uh i don't want that house to be torn down Mm. you know what i'm saying so I think it's the, it's the narrative sometimes that we look at when we think of America, because I think if you look at America from the from the little vision of a country that was built by, you know, Anglo-Saxons only, then I think you have a very warped view of what America really is. 
Because if America, if it wasn't for those, the other people and the oppressed people in this country, America would not be the greatest country in the world. It's the greatest country because of of people like us and people of color who basically, you know, sacrificed and made them make it a just uh, society. So when someone asks me when you make the statement, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are very critical and don't understand that statement, like how could you be loyal to a country that treats you that way? Well, you know, that would be the case if I didn't build this house. Right. So I'm loyal to the house that I built because they didn't build it. We give them way too much credit. They were involved in it, but everybody was. And so, you know, that's that's kind of the way I look at it when you make that statement. And, and I and I talked a little bit about that, you know, on Veterans Day, you know, about, you know, black veterans who fought in every war in this in you know, in this country uh, to, and, and, you know, to just come home to a country that may not necessarily treat them the way that they should be treated. And many veterans period aren't treated the way that they should be treated. But, you know, that's the, that's kind of the, the way that, that, that I look at it, uh, when it comes to the issue about when you talk about us being the greatest nation, just so I can clarify it for those who may not understand the narrative that we come from, you know, it is the greatest nation. And I think it's the greatest nation because we have an opportunity to look at things like Georgia and other places that step up and say, we are the people we have spoken. And it goes back to just the declaration mm-hmm. and who it was founded for. And it was founded for the people. Yeah, that's and true. As long as we remember that, mm-hmm. we will never have any issues, foreign or domestic. Right. But we have to remember that. Last but not least, what about my boy Dion? Huh? I think that that's <laughs> an opportunity. I think there's an opportunity for a number of young men to be able to grow. Because I think the thing that I, I, I liked about what he did is that he really took a number of those young men kind of under his wing. And some of the things that we talked about earlier, too, in regards to what the school was to do with his contract and and payment and everything. And sometimes once you have established something, and I know they were showing on SportsCenter the other night that they were comparing his first three years to Nick Saban and Bevel Sweeney and some of the others. And he was up there in the higher echelon of coaches in the NCAA in their first three years, which the move that he's making is something that all of them made based on, you know, the record and the history that they were able to establish mm-hmm. at the schools that they were, you know, originally were at. And so you can't really fault him. As long as he continues on with the same mission, then I wish him Godspeed. All right. What do you think about that issue, uh, uh, Rosa, real quick? I want to get your... I have no comment. I'm popping <laughs> up a story. <laughs> okay. Oh my wow. Is that are we t- out of time? Really? Oh my goodness. Wow, man, Detective Reese, I appreciate you calling in, man. Like always, man, you actually you add that necessary flavor to the show, man. Appreciate well, I enjoyed you. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. And man. I hope you all have a really blessed holiday. Okay. 
And, and that, that goes for you as well. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place, same channel. And until that time, stay blessed. KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. You're listening to an encore presentation of this program. KCAA, the Inland Talk Express. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.